You caught us. The Doctor Whoever Project is on air. Real discussions that matter with just a pinch of nonsense. Get bent back into shape with the Doctor Whoever Project. What's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, they're only illusions. And rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told and some choose to believe it. But I know the wrong way to see. Someday we'll Fear not. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. That's right, it's May 14th and the CDC says masks can come off of your face. So if you've got a new mustache, new nose piercing, some crazy facial hair you've been dying to show off for this past year, now is your chance. But if you've been neglecting, not using your Noxzema, you're proactive, you better get check those blackheads, girl. Because <laughs> it's time to show off that face. Or if you've grown a double chin since quarantine. Yeah, I definitely, I've seen some people at the gym that I, I know I saw going before, and I've been seeing them lately, and they put on some pounds, but they're back at it. People getting back at it, doing some stuff, you know, getting around, getting back to the normal lives. I think we all have some uh, motivation that was severely lacking uh, during quarantine, so. Uh, I think so, too. Well, according to the CDC, the new U.S. guidance on masks is it's a ticket to freedom, but it comes with some questions. So um, I know myself, I ran into a 7-Eleven and I almost saw some girl like jump over the counter with her vaccine card uh, showing, oh, I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. And the the nice little girl at the store was just kind of like, hey, um. I'm just doing my job, you know, but I can't come over there and force you to put it on. So if you want to buy your little soda, she kind of was like, let's just get this person out of here and move on to the next one. So, But um, the new federal guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which uh, cleared the way for people in the United States to be fully vaccinated against coronavirus, to drop wearing masks in most situations. Uh, this still comes with plenty of caveats and confusion for Americans uh, this past Friday. It's sent state and local officials as well as private companies scrambling to decide whether and when to update their own rules. I think everybody's still in a state of shock right now. It seems like it's too good to be true. It seems like it's just happening too soon. Yeah. I, I think even like I think President Biden seemed like he was surprised by the news coming out by the CDC. Um, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, to no, definitely return back to normal, not having to wear a mask. Um, but I think people just need to chill for a couple days. Let let small businesses, you know you know, put up new signs and figure out what they want to do. Um, but I, I'm excited. I went to go get a haircut today and, you know, everybody in the barber shop, including the barber and myself, we had to wear a mask. So, I mean, I'm not freaking out. I understand the CDC's new guidelines and, you know, here in Nevada, uh, Governor Sisolak has, you know, put out an order to have Nevada follow the guidelines of the CDC, which is not having to wear a mask. But, you know, let's give these businesses a few days to to implement these new policies. 
Um, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, we feel like things are going back to normal. And I, I think everybody's excited for that and excited to see family and friends and, you know, be able to see a, a smiling face uh, back at you. <laughs> like Joe Biden said, it's, uh, it's time to show people what Americans are known for, greeting each other with a nice, white, pearly smile with a pair of aviators on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta love it. I mean, this administration has really come in and made sure everybody has been vaccinated equitably and... And if you want a vaccine, you can get one. Right now, it's absolutely free. Uh, go out there and get your vaccine. Let's let's get do it. this. Let's let's enjoy the summer. Let's let's take off these masks and let's get back to work. Let's remember there. Uh, oh, 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 we have we a, a call. Oh, we, we have a call. call. What is what is? Okay, okay. Oh, my sister is calling in. All right, let's see. Let's let's speak to Ashley. Hello, Ashley. <laughs> Hi. Oh, hello, Ashley. You're on with Dr. Whoever and Jesse. Uh, how are you today? Hello. Hey, can you hear us? Kinda, yeah. All right, hold on. We might have a... Oh, I know why. Hold on. Now you should be able to hear us. I can hear you. It sounds like I'm now, far away. Can you hear us now? All right, much better. So how's it going in North Carolina? What's what's going on? Tell me about the craziness. Have you seen any insane people put trash bags full of gas in their car? Um, yes. Actually, there was a video that I saw of this woman doing it. I went to go get gas the other day because I was on E, and I had to wait in line for 20 minutes, which I know when people get freaked out, you know, that's what happens, but then it makes other people have to go get it because other people are freaking out, so it's just a continuous cycle, but... On other news, the governor did list the mask mandate. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, I think good and bad. You know, I think that you have to keep moving forward and, you know, kind of move on with everything. But also, you have those people that haven't been doing it at all. I don't know. I think with all the vaccinations coming, with the vaccine coming out, it, it can be better. But I kind of, I kind of been mad that it's happening and trying to get things back to normal. I agree. I saw, um, I went to the gym yesterday and it was the first time, you know, what it was the day that they announced masks could come off. And I'd say there's about yeah. 25% of the people walking around maskless. Every single one of them was a white male, if I, uh, if oh, being, yeah. being completely honest. And uh, there were some times yeah. when I took mine off. If I was just in an area doing crunches or sit-ups, I took it off, put it in my pocket. Yeah. If I was on a machine completely yeah. by myself, I yeah. took it off, put it in my pocket. But when I yeah. moved around, yeah. I put it back on, uh, yeah. put, it, put it back yeah. on my face. And, you know, I was just cautious. I have, I have a question, Ashley. Have, since we've had all been wearing masks, have you ever met a guy at the bar or somewhere and thought he was cute, but when that mask came off, he was not as cute as he thought he was. Oh my gosh, yes. I have, I have a story about that. I was in Charlotte with my friends, and we were just having like a Sunday Sunday, having mimosas. I think it was like Ink and I in Charlotte. And the bartender had like cute tattoos. He was really muscular, and we were like, ooh, he's cute. He's really cute. And they were like, yeah, but I wonder if he's cute without the mask. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'll ask. And I was like, hey, um, we think you're really cute. Um, like, can we just, you know, like, we kind of want to see your face. And can you pull it down for a second? And he pulled his mask down, and we were all like, mm, yeah, really cute. Adorable. <laughs> have you heard this? Uh, have you heard this song they did on SNL? Can you hear it? Yeah. 
Bottom of your face. Bottom of your face. By Megan Stallion. Oh yeah, I mean, you can't tell. Mask is def- I'm sure there's going to be quite a few people maybe upset about it because they just had to walk <laughs> around without having to worry about anything. I bet. That's what I was saying. Said people put on like 30 or 40 pounds and might have a, a second or third shit now. So they're they're going to be really oh, I upset know. about having these masks taken away. Yeah. I was just saying I, I got to start shaving. I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about wearing makeup today. I'll just put on a mask. It doesn't matter, but. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I gotta start, yeah. like, keeping my facial hair trimmed a little bit more now, you know, just can't be looking yeah, like a yeah, werewolf going around maskless. It's yeah, kind of weird. I'm glad they lifted the, I'm glad they lifted it, though, like, permanently, because before, I don't know if this is an appropriate joke to make, but I'll make it anyway. Not really a joke, but I, we were all like, yeah, I know, now they said to think that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, but then... It's a catch-22 because you go out and you don't wear one and people don't know you're um, vaccinated and they just assume you're Republican. Yeah, that's true. true. That's true. I think I think I read a post on Facebook. Someone says, I'm just going to wear my mask so people don't assume I'm a Republican. I'm going to keep it exactly. just yeah, in case I need to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear no, Biden. Uh, let's hear Let's hear Biden just give the uh, – give – Give his uh, ruling real quick. Uh, he, he came out yesterday uh, maskless for the first time in front of reporters. Uh, let's, let's hear what he said. Because of the extraordinary progress we've made in fighting this virus and the progress our scientists have made in learning about how it gets transmitted, earlier today, the CDC made an important announcement. Starting today, if you're fully vaccinated and you're outdoors, you need, and not in a big crowd, you no longer need to wear a mask. I want to be absolutely clear. If you're in a crowd, like a stadium or at a conference, or a concert, you still need to wear a mask, even if you're outside. But beginning today... So this is what I was saying. Um, I remember when Keith and your, your brother were here, and, and they were talking about large crowds. We were just standing near a restaurant, and they were like, considered that a large crowd. That is not a large crowd, as I said at the time. A large crowd is a concert or stadium event or baseball game or basketball game. Just walking through a shopping center is not a large crowd. You know, but I'm also yeah, like one those, a group of friends. I'm also one of those people that feel like if people want to wear a mask, if they feel comfortable, that I mean, people shouldn't mask shame. No, no, no. I'm not mask shaming. But the problem is when when people see other people wearing those masks in those situations and a good amount of them, then they doubt themselves that they're following the right rules. So that's why I wanted to go back and listen to this, just to actually hear exactly what he said. That's right there, coming from the President of the United States. If you aren't in a large crowd, which he specifies as a stadium kind of event, then you don't have to wear it in public. Friends in a park, going for a picnic. I agree with what As long saying. as you are vaccinated and outdoors. I think, it's people, I think honestly, people that are... Um elderly and stuff will continue wearing them for either. Oh, I'm going to keep mine in my bag when I go certain places. I think I'm going to pop it on, you know? Certain yeah, places when you I don't mean, really want to talk to people. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of opened everyone's eyes, too, to, like, how much that, like, things can spread and, like, you know, herd immunity. Like, it just makes people kind of, it made, I think, a lot of people, not everyone, but realize, like, should take precaution over your health no matter whether there's something of pandemic or not and just i don't know wash your hands people wash your freaking hands yes wash your hands <laughs> have we 
walking. I just went to the bathroom actually a minute ago before I called in, and I saw like at least three people walk out without even washing their hands. Hey, I'm I, like, sometimes I'm not gonna lie. If I'm just touching myself and I don't get pee on myself, and I'm an adult, I don't no. sound like I'm peeing on my hand. I might, because sometimes my here's here's my theory on that. By the time I go wash my hands and dry, I'm touch- touching all these different other things in that bathroom. No, 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 if no, I no, just no. go you pee in a urinal and then walk out, I haven't touched anything else. Not if you do it the appropriate way. I have to, for school, use your elbow, use, use your <laughs> exactly. um, thing to turn on, and you wash it off. That is, cleaning your hands is appropriate because you're touching all these things throughout the day. So at least when you use the bathroom, you're cleaning all of that bacteria off. Well, that's true. I wash way. my hands normally, but, but also, if you're in a public, public situation. Restroom, yeah, if you're going to the bathroom at your own house, do whatever you want to do. I don't always wash my hands. But if you're coming out of a public place and other people are in there, I don't care what you think. I would at least do it out of embarrassment. No, that's, <laughs> no, that, that's it. If there's somebody else in there, you have to do it because if not, they, they like hand wash shame you. I yeah, or at least I'll whip out hand sanitizer out of my purse, like in front of everybody, and be like, I'm cleaning them because that's actually more effective. If your hands aren't visibly soiled, hand sanitizer has alcohol in it that prevents the bacteria from regrowing on your hands longer than just antibacterial. Oh, it just makes your hands so dry. Oh. Let's hear what else you have to say. Let's watch your hands, people. Come on. Let's finish the Biden's CDC speech. He's able got. to make this announcement yeah. because our but. scientists are convinced by the data. That the odds of getting or giving the virus to others is very, very low. Very, very low. If you've both been fully vaccinated and out in the open air. So he's basically saying that they're finally coming out. Which outdoor? And they're finally coming out saying that if you're fully vaccinated, the risk of exposure is so low that it's just not necessary anymore to even social distance and all, all yeah. those things. If you're around someone else that's also If you're around other people that are also fully yeah. vaccinated. So here's a million dollar How question though, actually. When are you it? coming to Vegas? Oh, we're, we're happy about it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad the masks are off. I mean, most people here... Yeah. I, no, I feel no, like no. there's I a... Mean, how do you feel about the vaccination? Because I know a lot of, especially females that I'm in school with or work with, um, I do live in a much smaller town of mm-hmm. North Carolina, so it's a little bit different beliefs on things. But I know a lot of, especially women, but you never know what to believe, are fearful of like reproductive and everything like that because you read one thing and then other people share it and everything like that, and it's new. So a lot of people where I'm around, even my close friends, like don't know whether or not they want to get it or not. So they're talking about these myths that uh, have been spreading through social media uh, about fertility problems in women. Uh, here's a little uh, here's a yeah. little clip. Can you hear these clips? Let's see what we got. And as we continue talking about vaccinations, there is a little bit of hesitancy. And now there's questions on whether or not they have an effect on women's reproductive health. Joining us now to talk more about this, Director of Maternal Quality and Safety Program for Hartford Healthcare, Dr. Elizabeth Deckers. Hi, doctor. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for asking me. So we want to start out by saying, is there any validity to these concerns? Should women worry or is this a myth? All right. So uh, they're asking a doctor right now, is there any cred to these reports people are putting on Facebook and through pseudoscience sort of websites online? Let's see what the doctor has to say. 
So there are a lot of rumors and myths currently circulating on social media about the vaccines causing infertility. And what's important to know is that there's absolutely no scientific evidence that supports this. The problem right now is that we don't, because pregnant women weren't included in the phase three trials, we have a bit of a void of information regarding safety and um, efficacy. However, there's no theoretical reason to think that these vaccines should cause a problem for women's reproductive health. And as we continue right, well, talking about pregnant... So it seems like they didn't have pregnant women in the studies yeah, in the beginning, so there was no data. Is that what you think? What did you say? They didn't have any pregnant women in the study where they when they did the official study, so there was no data on pregnant women. And now... Yeah. But apparently there were women in the study that did get pregnant afterwards and got pregnant yeah. at the normal rate that they women normally get pregnant at. So so you can tell your friends that it's not true. Yeah, I know. And I just think people, with anything that's uncertainty, that's new, like it's, it's you know, people just get fearful. And then if you hear one thing and then, you know, word, it just spreads and people just start believing anything they hear. And I mean, I don't, I don't blame certain people for that. You can do whatever you want. That's why we live in America. You can have your own opinion. But I think that people need to do their own research instead of believing a Facebook post. Oh, but of course. Let's I see what else his doctor has to say. Women who have maybe contracted COVID-19, what is known about their experiences and any of the medical complications that they had? Yeah, absolutely. You're correct. Uh, many women have, many pregnant women have gotten COVID-19. In fact, as of last week, 50, approximately 57,000 uh, pregnant women in the United States have had COVID-19. And this is something we actually do know something about in that we know that um, pregnant women are more likely than non-pregnant women um, to be at risk for getting severe disease from COVID-19. And they're also more likely than non-pregnant women to be admitted to an ICU, need breathing support, or even die. And again, as of last week, 71 mothers have died in the United States from complications of COVID-19. Wow, what a sad statistic to so talk about. So basically they're saying if, if you are pregnant, you definitely want to get the vaccine because it puts you at a higher risk. And they, they say that. I think pregnancy is basically, it, it puts a strain on the body. So any kind of extra strain is going to be worse for your health in general. Um, what else is going on in North Carolina, Ashley? Give us, give us the hot news. What else is going on? <laughs> um, honestly, you know, just not much. The usual crazy uh, country folks. All right. Awesome. Well, whenever you want to come visit, we uh, we're we're ready for visitors. Things are open up now. Yeah. Masks are off faces. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, yesterday that is moving to Vegas in a year and was telling me all about it and I told her that my brother and his partner live there and I showed her like uh, y'all's like a picture of y'all's house and everything and she was like oh we're kind of moving kind of close to there so it was cool and I will definitely be up to visit soon and thanks for having me on all right well thanks for coming day. on all right Ashley. Ashley appreciate it great bye, job guys. all right later okay <laughs> love y'all bye, bye.
Well, that was Ashley from North Carolina. Uh, it's always good to hear what she's got. I, you know, you can you can, can hear the North Carolina in her voice. You know, I think that's what I like about best about this show is that we're not just taking like a city perspective and like giving our opinion. I think we we take into account how people in the South and more rural communities are dealing with world events, like especially with COVID and how they oh, feel yeah. about you know not wearing a mask or wearing a mask or you know getting vaccinated. It's important to you know keep dialogues open and see what other people's perspectives are on on issues like that. Everybody's opinion matters. We're all you know we're all global citizens. We're all American citizens. We all we all need to be able to have our concerns heard and our voices heard. Um, but some people need to be able to understand that just because you have an opinion doesn't mean your opinion is fact. There's n- opinions are just that. They're opinions. All right, so. Let's come back and we'll, uh, I gotta, I gotta show you, uh, I gotta show you this crazy, crazy fire that happened in Florida. Always here to be your second opinion, or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. You get the picture. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Always on at DrWhoever.com. Breaking news, Justin. Feel free to turn your head and cough. One person was injured when a Hummer carrying five-gallon cans of gas caught fire in Florida on Wednesday. Fire. So in Florida, this uh, this lady decided she was gonna try to put five five gallons of gas in her Hummer, you know, to make sure she had enough gas for the weekend or whatever, and. Uh, this is, the, this is the aftermath of gas hoarding, everybody. Fire officials said. The fire happened as people across the East Coast scrambled to fill their gas tanks this week after a cyber attack shut down the Colonial Pipeline, a major U.S. gas provider. Citrus County Fire Rescue told the Citrus County Chronicle that the driver of the Hummer had just filled five-gallon cans with fuel at a local gas station before the fire broke out. Fire officials told the Chronicle that the gas cans were sitting in the trunk of the vehicle. Photos of the vehicle show it was severely damaged in the fire. One person was injured in the incident, but declined transport to a hospital against medical advice, fire officials told the Chronicle. It's unclear how the fire started, but the blaze is now being investigated by the Florida State Fire Marshal. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. I know it's people have this myth that fires start really easily if you have like gasoline but actually it takes a spark to to ignite the gasoline oh yeah so I wonder what actually happened in that Hummer to cause that explosion I, I, there had to be something like a cigarette uh, was she a smoker um, there, there had to be some kind of an embarrassment there I feel because they didn't want to go to get treatment um, as, as advised so I guess that's maybe like uh, you know I just I don't know, maybe they just didn't want to, I don't know, like, be seen as a stupid person. Is it me or the, like, all these crazy stories we see come out of Florida? For Florida some is Florida one of those places. Florida North Carolina. <laughs> it, it didn't always used to be North Carolina, but it seems like North Carolina is getting uh, a bad run of crazy, crazy news lately. Um, I do want to ask you, have you heard anything about these Americans from California that were arrested in Italy for stabbing uh, an officer. I haven't heard the story. 
All right, so this is this is a story I've been I've seen it in a couple places. Um, apparently, they were convicted recently. That's why uh, I just kind of I kind of popped back. Um, but these all look like let's see. Oh, here it is, right here. Two American students convicted of killing an Italian police officer. Um, so I guess these guys they were they were trying to buy drugs from someone, and they sold them not real drugs and they tried to like fight them there was this like scuffle and then a police officer gets called and shows up and they end up like stabbing the police officer um i think these are kids from like in the southern california area let's see if the clip says anything of interest two american teens have been found guilty of murdering an italian police officer the students said they stabbed him out of self-defense it happened during a 2019 drug deal gone wrong one of the defense lawyers has already announced his plans for appeal, Elizabeth Palmer reports. As the judge handed down the sentence, life in prison, one of the defendants, Finnegan Elder, leaned forward for support. He and his friend, Gabrielle Natale Hjorth, were found guilty on multiple charges, including homicide and attempted extortion. In 2019, Elder and Natale Hjorth were on vacation in Rome. On July 26th, this security video... So I'd never seen any of this security video either, so I was wondering, I don't know how the justice system works in Italy, um, but I was assuming there had to be some kind of hard evidence to be able to convict these two Americans of killing a police officer. Let, let's see what the video looks like. ...ports to show the two Californians trying to buy some cocaine, oh, but cocaine. the deal went wrong. You can see them running away with a backpack they'd stolen. All right, yeah, you can see them running then right there. Then when plainclothes police moved in, Elder stabbed Officer Mario Rega 11 times Ooh. with a hunting knife, which was later found hidden in... I heard he took this hunting knife, too, from the States. How did he get a hunting knife to Italy? I mean, he might have purchased one. I, I mean, you know, I but know. this reminds me of that story of uh, Amanda Knox. Yes, who Amanda Knox. also an American woman who spent almost four years in Italian prison... Audit, another Italian mm -hmm. issue following her conviction from uh, the 20, 2007 murder of Meredith uh, Crutcher. Her roommate, right? Yeah, a foreign exchange student who yeah. shared her apartment. And in 2015, Knox was definitely acquitted by the Italian Supreme Court. Yeah, that because that went on. I think there was a Lifetime movie or a Hallmark movie based on that. That was that was a big, huge news story for years. Um, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more coverage of, of this. Uh, let's see if they show any more of that video. In their hotel room. I panicked and believed he wanted to kill me. The killing shocked Italy. And Officer Rega, newly married, was given a state funeral. Elder I think, too, told the court, part of the thing is they don't have things like this that happen there. It, they're safe places to live. They're, it's not like America where people are getting shot every day, multiple states around the country. Um, something like this is uh, traumatic and it's like, oh, these, these American tourists come in and then start killing people. I mean, it, it also puts them in a bad light because they're, they're admitting the murder. Mm -hmm. um, they were buying drugs and also they stabbed the officer 11 times. 11. And apparently the other guy was like beating up uh, another officer, I feel like. There, I, I want to say there was another officer too. Let's see. He was full of remorse. That night was the worst I'm sure you life. are full of remorse now. And tonight, the Italian court decided he and Natale Hjorth would pay for their crime 
with the harshest sentence possible under Italian law. Elizabeth Palmer, CBS News, London. All right, so that is uh, CBS News in London. Uh, I mean, I, I, when I first saw this story, I kind of really felt for these guys. I, I was like, oh my, that's gonna be awful to go to another country, something, something like this, this happens and you get wrapped up in a situation and then you're in jail or in prison for life in a foreign country where you might not speak the language. But then as more stuff came out and I actually read more of the articles and now just seeing some of this footage, it looks like it, it was more of a clear cut case that, you know, like the George Floyd, you know, there's evidence of seeing it happen. And, you know, even though you're sorry that you did it and maybe you didn't know it was a police officer, you still killed someone regardless, in, intentionally, over and over, stabbing them 11 times. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of extreme stabbing someone 11 times. And I mean, you, got, you feel bad for their parents, you feel bad oh, yeah. for, you know, the family of the officer uh, that was killed. It's a, it's a sad event to see anybody, you know I mean, murdered, uh, especially over, you know, just something stupid like some drugs. You got the, you didn't get the, the cocaine you were looking for. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like, it's you're in a foreign country. You're looking for drugs. You just gotta. You just gotta feel like you're. If you're gonna looking for drugs and you don't speak language, you're gonna get scammed. Yeah, you know I mean. And I agree. You just it is that, that's it a is. bad it's idea. Good. It's not like you can't find cocaine here in America anywhere you want. I mean, what's... I mean, when you when you're traveling to another country, you have to respect their laws. You have to even be a more uh, more of a person mm -hmm. that follows the rules and more to a T than the actual citizen because you don't want to be in situations like they're in right now where, yeah, I mean, you're, you're in front of a judge in a, in a country that you're not a national to. Oh yeah. I, I, that would, that would be like the worst thing you could possibly imagine. And the parents, the parents are, the parents are doing that, you know, oh, poor him, poor him. But I mean, it's their babies, you know, they don't want their kids to go to prison, but I mean, your baby stabbed someone 11 times. I mean, what, I mean, what, what can you do there? I guess I would say that, I mean, I think the prison system in Italy is probably a lot chiller than the one is here. Um, we've seen documentaries about people in prison in Europe. It's more of like kind of living in a crappy, a crappy summer camp than what you think of prison here in the States. But, uh... Yeah, either way, it's not going to be good. Yeah, either way, it's not something you want, but... I mean, when you're... When you carry a knife like that and you're buying drugs and your first reaction is to stab someone I feel like you would have ended up in prison eventually anyway with those kind of those kind of life decisions yeah it's not it's not a good path to be on alright we're gonna come back and we'll do an update on this colonial pipeline hack I think there's some updates on that Leave all the toxic vibes behind and get ready to clear the fog from your mind. It's time to get stimulated. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Alright, so if you don't know, there's been a major gas shortage on the eastern seaboard. North Carolina seems to be the hardest hit. We were just talking to our special guest, Ashley from North Carolina. Talking about the craziness of the pumps, she's seeing some nonsense down there. I'm sure lots of people have seen it on social media. Um, there is some updates, but let's go one day into the past 
and visit this news article from the CBS Morning News. A fuel shortage is getting worse across the southeast, but it should end soon. Drivers have been lining up at gas stations for days since a cyber attack shut down the main pipeline for the East Coast. Well, this morning, the Colonial Pipeline is open again. Woo! Our lead national correspondent, David Begno, is outside a Colonial Fuel facility in Woodbridge Township, New Jersey. David, good morning. Good morning. We are right near the finish line, Vlad. It starts down in Houston, comes up all the way to New Jersey, where we are. The fuel is coming. That is the announcement this morning. And boy, doesn't it sound good. Haven't we all seen how hackers can disrupt things, drive up the price of gas, cause panic at the pumps? Now that it's restarted, how long should it take to get back to normal? Three, maybe five days. But it's back up and running. All of that panic at the pump seemed to be reaching a tipping point at gas stations across the southeast. It's like the toilet paper fiasco all over again. <laughs> According to GasBuzz, North Carolina is getting hit the hardest. 74% of its wow, stations are 74 facing 74%. Half of the stations are out in Georgia, and it's even higher in South Carolina and We Virginia. were just talking, you know, yeah. with Heather Kilpatrick running for Congress down in Georgia. She said she's been seeing it. You know, it's this is not just one of those things they show on the news to try to try to get clicks. This is this is real. This is something that's affecting people and it's uh, affecting them negatively and causing lots of stress that unnecessary stressors amongst the American people where there's already so much stress to go around as it is. People have, we, we've, we've lived with these just major stressors for the past couple years, um, mainly over COVID-19, Black Lives Matter. If you want to go back a little further, all the Trump nonsense that was going on. I mean, you know, there was, there was constant stress Constant Trump nonsense. Since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Since you're, no, Mr. President-elect, Mr. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you. Not you. can you give us a chance? You are attacking our news organization. Can you give us a chance to ask a question, sir? Sir, can you state, Mr. President-elect, can you state categorically, Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? You're attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be Can you give us a question? Can I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorical? You are fake news. Sir, can you stay categorical? So I think anytime something happens now, people are kind of heightened at a heightened level of just concern. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's something we really need to address anyway. Uh, yeah, Joe Biden yesterday signed an executive order, uh, an attempt to bolster U.S. security defense, you know, after a number of devastating hacks, including Colonial Pipeline. Uh, and it honestly revealed something that people have been talking about for a long time, the vulnerability across, you know, private businesses uh, that hold a major part of our, our, our everyday lives, like this pipeline. You see people that are literally freaking out over not having gas. And it's something that needs to be addressed because we're getting hacked and apparently, you know, Colonial paid the $5 million ransom yep. to these alleged, you know, Russian hackers uh, it's something that needs to be worked out because we're, we're more vulnerable than we actually think we are. Oh, of course. We're, we're vulnerable to a way that we, we, we might not get injured or a missile attack, but these, these little things that could pop up and just completely dis disturb um, our normal lives, there, there needs to be systems in place. Uh, I went to college with some girls whose family own an uh, oil company in the eastern part of North Carolina. I think people... A lot of people don't understand the way it works. When you when you see that diagram of the pipeline coming down the East Coast, um, you see that and they're like, oh yeah, the gas, it just goes to the gas stations. 
Um, that would be a no. Um, so the gas goes to the pipeline, yes, but then it comes to these different independent companies, like theirs is called Bobby Taylor Oil. Their last name is Taylor, granddad's Bobby Taylor, so Bobby Taylor Oil. Um, they, they buy the gas from Colonial Pipeline and the main distributor, then they sell that gas through their company, Bobby Taylor Oil in this situation, to local gas stations in the area and take it there by tanker trunk, pump, pump it in, and that's their client. The problem with the Colonial Pipeline hack was they disrupted the accounting operations of the system where they could not tell where the gas was going to be able to bill the people appropriately. Um, so in my opinion, it's a little bit of a greed on their part where, I mean, there should have been some system in place where if this happens to just continue on operations as as needed and we'll we'll help you out on the back end with some government relief or whatever instead of having these major issues happen that we've seen for the past couple of days. Yeah, I think greed is the correct thing because they're not, you know, investing properly in cybersecurity. Um, that's one of the things under the order of the federal agencies were be required to introduce multi-factor authentication uh, to their systems and encrypt all data uh, within six months in a bid to make it harder for hackers to penetrate their IT infrastructure. See, I mean, I have I have that on my Facebook. I just tried to log in on my uh, studio computer here and it told me that I put in a password that was four months old and I changed the password. It sent me a message to my phone, had to type in a code, all just so I could see how many people liked my post I did yesterday. And you're, so you're telling me that something like that's not even in place with a pipeline that supplies a Fuel? Well, I'm sure it's more complex. It's about encrypting their data mm. and not being able to get hacked as easily. So, I mean, it costs a lot of money to hire an IT company to to make sure you're secure, all your you know your data secure. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not opening malicious emails. I mean, all that plays a part in whether or not you're able to be hacked into your infrastructure. Maybe we uh, should require certain yeah, things like that. Yeah, but that's the thing, that. though. It's always been it's always been the case is what does the United States government's role in private businesses requiring them to to have this these cybersecurity in place. But my caveat is this. If you play a role in in providing gasoline to a major part of the country, the whole East Coast we see, maybe you should be required to have some type of cybersecurity at a level that's uh, okay with the US government. I agree. They need to work together, figure out something that can be used across the board. Maybe the Department of Defense has some monetization of it where they can see what's going on and help out in, in these situations. It, it's getting to the point where some of these large companies have such an impact on our society that government needs to have some kind of oversight. I'm not saying reach in have, and do things. At least have the ability to reach out to the US government for aid if you don't have the resources or the capabilities to provide yourself cybersecurity, because we're not just talking about like domestic terrorists and guy in California hacked into their system, mm -hmm. which would be a whole you know different story. We're talking about a foreign government, you know, Russia hacking into our infrastructure. So that's a whole different ballgame. How do you how do you defend your your infrastructure when you have uh, a different country, you know, using all of its monetary funds to, to hack into your system. That's a different ballgame. How, to to how do our private businesses compete against something like that? I agree. 
Well, it says right here, uh, Pipeline Operators, Columbia Pipeline Co. paid close to $5 million to hackers, according to the people familiar with the matter. That's what it says. According to people familiar with the matter. Who are these people? This is the Wall Street Journal. This is the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Uh, the criminal group linked to the cyber attack that disrupted the gas line delivered uh, across parts of the southeastern United States this week has told hacking associates that it is shutting down, according to security research firms. Uh, the website operated by rans- ransom group DarkSide, which U.S. officials have said they believe originated in Eastern Europe, has been down since Thursday. So I'm not sure if they even know exactly where all this came from. Um, maybe it was a Russian company. Maybe it was people working together. Either way, they got $5 million in Bitcoin, so... I guess that's Bitcoin being used for something, something beneficial at least. Alright, uh, we're going to come back in. Uh, I, I got some sports news, surprisingly. Eight players from the New York Yankees test positive for COVID-19. Are these just breakthrough cases or could they possibly be false positives? We'll be talking about that next. Stay tuned. If they said it online, then it must be true. This is Doctor Whoever's Flaky Found Facts. Hey, stupid, don't believe everything you hear. You're listening to the Doctor Whoever Project. It's a little bit of a shocker. Have you heard about this? I did hear about that. Um, But the thing is, I think everybody should know that the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID-19. Of course not. You know, what it does, it stops you from, you know, getting severely ill or ending up in the hospital and dying. So, I mean, it's not surprising that if one person got it on the team that, I mean, you'd have, you know, eight other members of the team get tested positive as well. Yeah, and they're close contact. Yeah. Let's see what this, uh, let's see what this clip says. I haven't heard about this really at all. It just popped up today. Let's see if there'll be... An advertisement or not. You want to make every game. Of course there is. Of course there is. We're not listening to you. I cannot stand him. What's his name? Jamie Foxx. Oh, I can't stand Jamie Foxx. And I hate this commercial. I like Jamie Foxx. I hate this commercial. It's just like glorifying gambling and, oh, get in the game. Yeah, knockouts and DQs and whatever the hell he's talking about. I fucking hate this commercial. It really annoys me. (laughs) Just get that out there. (laughs) It pops up all the time now that we live in Vegas and I really hate it. Ugh. God, you feel some kind of way about it. I can't stand him. All right, so here we go after the stupid commercials. Infielder Glaber Torres now has tested positive, bringing the total number of cases to eight, despite all being vaccinated. It's called breakthrough COVID, and a lot of people are wondering why and how could this... Wait, now, have you heard of breakthrough COVID? That's a new term. I'm about to say, I've never heard that term used. Happen. CBS 2's Dr. Max Gomez has some answers. The first thing to know is that no vaccine is 100% effective. And while all three COVID vaccines have proven to be extremely effective at preventing serious disease, hospitalization, and especially death from the coronavirus, some breakthroughs can and have happened. There are so many possible variables that can contribute to a vaccine breakthrough. The individual's own immune system may not respond well enough. He or she may have been exposed to a COVID variant that wasn't fully prevented by the vaccine, or they may have tested positive before the vaccine had a chance to fully rev up immunity. That said, the chief clinical officer for the Yale New Haven Health System says you also have to understand how vaccines work. 
they either prevent the virus from entering the body or put a stop to it once it begins replicating. So with all vaccines uh, of the COVID uh, for COVID-19, it's possible that the virus can enter your cells, begin replicating, uh, and then be stopped uh, after they begin replicating, therefore presenting a period of time uh, when you may test positive and may be asymptomatic. In other words, gotcha. test three times a day, as the Yankees do, and you're likely to find a positive test in someone okay. who isn't sick. So they love getting things like this and then using just like running with it. And then this is something where people can go share on Facebook. Oh, look, there's people getting COVID still on the Yankees because they're high profile people. So what he's saying is when you're testing three times a day and you have all these people together, even the, a false positive might come through. Yeah, so what he's saying is like if, if the virus enters your system and begins to replicate, which is, which is a natural process that could happen with, with the vaccine, that the vaccine will then go in and, and take out the, the, muta the mutating virus that's mm -hmm. taking place in your body. So for a period of time, like the Yankees do when they test their players three times a day, which I think is a little excessive. That's a lot. But you will find a period of time that the, the virus is replicating before the vaccine kicks in. I mean, I, I get what they're doing. They want to be safe and everything, so I mean... That's all but one of the positive Yankee coaches, and who may never get sick thanks to the vaccine. Not to mention that the shots dramatically reduce an infected person's ability to spread the virus to others. Which is key. There have been a few thousand so-called breakthrough cases, but it's hard to tell how many of those got truly sick. And that's compared to nearly 120 million Americans fully vaccinated works out to less than a thousandth of one percent. Dr. Max Gomez, CBS 2 News. That was, that was interesting because I've, I've seen that pop up so many places. Um, that's one of the major sports headlines right now of people, you know, saying, oh, well, look, look at these Yankees. They, uh, they, got, they all got COVID. What's the point of going to get this vaccine? Um, I, I got one more story I want to do, and then we'll close it out for the day. <laughs> Blowing minds from coast to coast. The doctor is in. Hear anonymous experts with insider information straight from the source. Get the facts and judge for yourself at doctorwhoever.com. Yeah, this is the Doctor Whoever Project. Again, it's May 14th, 2021. Uh, we got a new survey out here for M NBC News titled, 42% of Americans cannot name one well-known Asian American. Uh, that, that's kind of crazy, right? That, that, I had to click on that. Um, the survey commissioned by a nonprofit leading Asian Americans to Unite for Change polled 2,766 American adults across the country. It's one of the first national surveys in two decades to assess public attitudes toward Asian, Amer Asian Americans and the fastest growing racial group in America. So the Asian Americans are the fastest growing racial group in America. It's mm -hmm. interesting. So the study goes on to say that when asked to name a famous Asian American, 42% of respondents answered, quote, I don't know. The next most popular choices were martial, art, martial arts legends Jackie Chan, 11%, who's from Hong Kong, and Bruce Lee, 9%, who died nearly a half century ago. That's weird, right? Like, I mean, that all that all. No, what about not, Margaret Cho? I mean, it's not surprising to me because if you're talking entertainment business-wise, 
there's there's such a lack of representation for Asians in the entertainment business. Hmm. I mean, let alone you know African Americans and Latinos. Late Asians are even at a lower percent of of being uh, portrayed in in movies, That's let true. alone accurate accurately. So it's not That's honestly true. it's not surprising to me. I, I just find that hard like to believe that you couldn't name anyone. You know, like no no one comes to mind. You don't have any celebrity that you like that you know like nobody has any asian that they see in uh movies you know like margaret cho comes to mind um i have to say that lucy lou lucy lou uh the, the doctor that's in all those terrible shows i can't think of his name though that's in like there it is you can't think uh, they can't i have to say i can't think of his name the hang the hangover i mean i could name a, a couple i would say but um, and then it goes on to say uh, amongst black white and latino americans i don't know was the most common answer I mean, also, I think you can see the same in, like, the political world. Right? Up until Andrew Yang, you couldn't name a, a political figure that represented the Asian-American community also. Could you name one right now? If you a had political a political figure? Yeah, besides oh, Andrew could, Yang. Well, I guess I would say, you know, the vice president. She's in, considered an Asian-American. Oh, be, yeah, I, but I, I guess. mean, of, like, a complete Asian descent, not, you know, she's Indian. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really, but I also couldn't name a lot of celebrities. You know, I'm not a celebrity yeah, not a namer. Celebrity person. I'm not right. a celebrity That's why I person. Named a politician for you. Yeah, I'm not a celebrity <laughs> name. I just, I don't get into all that kind of celebrity yeah. stuff. So yeah, but I, I think it all boils down to we just need more representation of minority groups in you know political spheres, on um, in entertainment business, and in every single aspect of our everyday lives. So that's not really an issue. I mean, because like like you said, if the if the Asian population is forty two percent of the growing demographic, they need to see themselselves represented oh, properly. Everybody in the should see themselves business as well. I mean, you can't turn on a TV show or a commercial without seeing a homo now. I mean, every commercial is two dads and a girl that doesn't match the race of the dads or a mom brushing her teeth and another mom pops out of the shower and says, "Oh, that's amazing deal." I yeah, even and, <laughs> and, I, and I think it kind of reflects the. The culture we live in, you know what I mean? No, it does, but because I don't know. you know how you know how I they're trying to sell that. you something, they're going to trying to sell you something. <laughs> that's, that's my thing. It's like, do you really care, or are you really are you just trying to uh, are you just trying to sell us some uh, bath soaps or detergent or something like that? Well, uh, thanks for joining me, Jesse. That was a that was a yes, fun sir. one, a, a fun little short one. We haven't done a Jesse intro in a while. Let's. Uh, We'll close out. We'll close out with a Jesse intro, and then we'll be seeing Logan later this evening. His uh, his girlfriend graduated from law school. We need Yay. a. Where, where my where my shout out to Abby. Shout out to Abby. We'll give her a nice little shout out. We'll go um get her a get her a gift or something, and have a made a liquor luge for the party. I haven't made a liquor luge since I was like twenty two, so that'll be that'll be fun. This is this is good. You know, the doctor who ever showed my needs some legal representation sometime in the future. Seriously, she is our <laughs> official legal representation for the doctor who ever show. So, um, well, we'll have her on, especially after we uh, especially after we get rolling a little bit more. We've got some of these interviews coming in, uh, but. Thanks again for listening to the Doctor Whoever Show from the Las Vegas Mountain Studios, May 14th, 2021. Jesse, he'll never say his real name on air, but listen for that accent. He's our Ivy League-educated Latinx political expert and way overqualified for this podcast.
Yes, you are way overqualified. Alright, let's close out with the uh, bottom of her face song because, you know, we're all so excited to go see the bottoms of people's faces today. It brings a whole new word, a whole new meaning to the word bottom when people ask you what you are. Hello to do, baby. Hello. Hello. You got your mask on, trying to be sad. from the fields of Kansas to cloud your ears with that Gucci knowledge. Warning, stand clear. This could affect your test results. Get your mind right at drwhoever.com. Left the graduation and I started like blasting, uh, I started blasting some old uh, Jay-Z in my truck with my windows down and I was at a crosswalk and some guys started dancing, some black guy, and he was smoking a blunt and then he just and then he came to my car and like gave me a fist bump and gave me a rip of his blunt. Whoops, malfunction. Stand by. <laughs> this is Doctor Whoever. Yeah, you're having a great day. I realized my microphone wasn't yeah, even on so, that whole time I'm I was so talking to you. That the, uh... What were you saying? No, my microphone wasn't even on when I was talking to you. I had it on mute, but yes, you could you, you could hear me at least. <laughs> I'm so glad that the graduation was inside because apparently the other graduation was like outside the stadium, which was in fucking boiling. Oh god, it is. What? How hot is it today? Like 93. 93. Yeah, it's the hottest day of the year. It's not even June, July. Yeah, it's 90. Hey, but I, I'm not. I am not complaining. It was freezing in my house when I woke up this morning. We're like crank that air condition works real good real good so i think it's gonna right? be fairly cool compared to san diego where nobody had air condition <laughs> they're gonna have to change that yeah, with all the global warming in san diego 
Yeah. Well, tell us about what you got going on. How was the graduation? What what what, what happened? Did she get any awards? What what's the deal? Let's hear the story. Yeah, she got a reward. She got an award. It was pretty good. They had a few speakers. Nice. You know what, how good a gra- you know how good a graduation can be. It can only be so good. See, I, I did like the little uh, mini one for my graduation. I was like, all right, I want to get in, get out. I'd already been in school for like five and a half years, so it was time for me to like get out. <laughs> you, you were you were a, you were a fifth year. I was a five and a half year. I was like a super and a half senior. Jesus Christ, what were you doing? <laughs> Not much, to be honest. <laughs> hey, but whatever. I got my econ degree. Woo! I'm doing so much with it on the Dr. Rever project, you know. Yeah, did, a, did a lot with that. Yeah, done so much with that. All right, well, uh, we'll be seeing you later on tonight. Tell Abby congratulations. Uh, I just wanted to call in. We're, we had my sister on from North Carolina a little earlier, testing out this phone system. So uh, we got call-ins, call-outs on the Doctor Whoever show now. So this How is did, great. Do I sound good? You sound really good. I'm surprised. I'm, uh, I think the I didn't have the sound settings exactly right when I first called you, but, um, you know, it's a work in progress around here. But our interview went so nice, good. Nice. Uh, I listened back to the show from yesterday, or from uh, when we had Heather Kilpatrick on. It sounded great. I mean, uh-huh. like, her questions, yeah, the responses. Because really sometimes after the show, I'm like, what do we talk about when I'm trying to do the recap? Because <laughs> it's like, in the moment, yeah. I'm doing all these things. I'm, like, playing videos. I got sound effects. I got the intros and outros. I'm trying to control the recording right. at the same time. So I'm like... I'm almost like on autopilot with my uh, with what I'm what I'm talking about, and it's just kind of like you did well though. No, yeah, I mean for for that being number five in our first interview, I think we did pretty good. All right, Logan. That's uh, why you need a tech. Go ahead, go ahead. You need a tech guy. I know. Uh, I think we're gonna bring in Oak from uh, one of the Jess, one of Jesse's campaigns, and she's gonna be like our news slash female correspondent because we need like a. We need like a female to kind of balance us out a little bit and somebody that can kind of look up stuff on the fly. Right. I think that's what yeah. we'll do. Yeah, she's Oak. cool. Cuz like this, like even when you when you go away for a month, you can call in just like this and we can still do the show. It might be easier than having everybody in the studio and all the microphones and the a million cords yeah. and wires everywhere. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> All right, Logan, we're going to do a Logan outro, and then I'll head out, and we'll be, uh, we're going to get some stuff done, and we'll be seeing you at 5 o'clock, all right? See you later, Brian. Later. Logan, this reformed Mormon and political insider's positive Gen Z attitude will make you want to puke. Grab that bed pan and make way for splatter. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Get your mind right at DrWhoever.com. That's right. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. We're heading out for another day, but check us out at DrWhoever.com. That's D-R-Whoever.com. toxic vibes behind and get ready to clear the fog from your mind. It's time to get stimulated. This is the Doctor Whoever Project.
拜拜。